I wanted to give a, a few sort of takeaways for those people that might be thinking about wanting to do public talks. Are probably sitting at home going, fuck, like I'd like to do that, but I'm too scared. I don't know how to start, those sorts of things. So I've put together a couple of things, Bergs, about some sort of eight or nine key tips that I've learned along the way to start being a public speaker. Welcome back to another episode of The Benenberg Show, your favorite MBA and high school dropout, talking everything crypto, business, and personal growth. Today, we are getting into our personal growth update and a little life update we're going to try doing weekly. Today, we're talking about where I'm up to in my Tinder game, how I'm now doing public speaking when talked to me six months ago when in front of got, a, got in front of a camera, <laughs> what the hell we're doing over Christmas and how you can reset, plus has Berg's dunked a basketball yet we're gonna find out right now bergs how are you man i'm doing really well man how you going i'm uh, i'm good i'm enjoying these new formats the episodes I, I like it a little bit sharper a little bit sort of more concise hopefully the listeners are liking it i'm like i'm enjoying it man it's a lot i'm just excited it's like we do these short things and we move on to the next one and it's just it's nice it's contained it just seems easier it's like mentally easier mentally easier and i think everyone listening at home knows exactly what they're going to get out of it and this episode that we're going to try to do weekly is more of an insight on where we're up to in our lives a bit of like a behind the scenes look what we're trying to work on what we're trying to improve what's not working well but I tell you what Berks, one thing that is working well is my tinder game it is oh <laughs> look out so look out the, fill us in mate for those that, tell us tell us like yeah how you set it up mate so for those that didn't listen to last episode i uh hired a tinder expert to do uh, my profile and some photos outsource that shit a couple hundred dollars uh, to see what the experts know. And that expert was uh, someone who used to work at Tinder or Bumble or wherever. And mate, got the photos up. And yeah, man, we had like 25, 30 matches in the first couple of days. Now, to be fair, nothing against Tasmanian people, but, you know, not all of them were that, you know, compatible. <laughs> is it, is it a po- how, how many were you related to, mate? <laughs> is it a political way to put it? Was it compatible with all of them? <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, it it, uh, it it paid off. So um, I just hate, like, honestly, I, I what I, I hate putting in the effort though, like having to like you know swipe a message, and it's just like it's just not my thing. It just can't be fucked. So I've sort of dialed it back a little bit the last few days. Um, but yeah, man, outsourcing to the experts. Um, so it's been working. You've actually been getting more matches than you would have previously. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Mate, yeah. How much do you reckon it's improved? Would you be able to put a, a percentage on it? Something like like like. At least, at least ten percent better, twenty percent better. Oh, at least it? double, I reckon. Wow, the amount of like um, matches, yeah, and, and messages, like e- even, even, yeah, even having a lot more messages of like inbound. You know, usually, the, you know, the game is you, you've got to have to reach out to the lady, but you know, I had a few people like, you know, more, a few more people like messaging me. I was like, oh fuck, okay. So, and this is in Tassie, mate. I know, mate. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to wait until we see a bigger data size when we go to like, you know, place like a place with actually more than a few a few women, but we'll <laughs> So, so this this is really good. There are so many lessons in this. So, last week we talked about outsourcing and thinking that you're an expert in everything. So, Ben, you paid like what, a couple of hundred bucks for this, sent yeah. it away to someone, and the level of detail you got back on how to do this. And if you apply this just to your non-Tinder life, this would be the equivalent of sending away your CV, your resume, and getting back a really high quality thing to communicate who you are and put your best foot forward for an employer. The context of this is putting your best foot forward to have a date. Yeah. And outsourcing is, and delegating is one of the best things. And it's funny because delegating and outsourcing 
you you suck within a lot of areas where like in, within the business like you need to delegate a lot more outsourcing you're okay with with skill sets where you're like nah this just needs to be outsourced because i can't do it so true. but it's amazing that you're starting to do it and now you're applying it to your personal life and i hope that flows over to your work life as well because that would be amazing well i'm trying better with my communication in work we have we have noticed i think you've noticed that i'm trying <laughs> i was really impressed because your communication how can i put this it's um it's suboptimal <laughs> Suboptimal so, <laughs> and non-compatible. What a political episode! Oh um, yeah, mate. Like it's it's pretty it's average. Like, like I'll just get I'll get random messages, no context, screenshots. I'm like Ben, what are you talking about? What's the context? How urgent is this? Why have you done this? It just drives me spare. And then I get a response for half an hour. And I think, what is this urgent? Has something blown up? Like what is going on? But I saw that you were trying in Slack. Like you actually responded to people and you said, "Hey, I've seen this. Thanks so much for your thoughts." Like closed loop communication. I was like. This boy's taking on a few lessons. I, I appreciate it. I like it. That's all I want. I just want people to try a little bit, take some things on. No one's going to be perfect. It's just constantly trying a little bit more. And I was very impressed to see that, mate. So thank you for putting in the effort. No, no worries, man. Um, another area I've been putting in a lot of effort over the last few weeks, as we know, my accountability, for those that don't know, is, is trying to ramp up my content game. And, and one of those areas of delivering a message is public speaking, you know, doing public talks, talks in front of a live audience. And... It's been something that I've traditionally been really scared of doing and still am scared of doing, to be to be honest. Um, but yesterday, I had my first non-crypto public keynote Berg's in, at a graduation assembly here in Tasmania. It was about 800 uh, students, including their parents wow. and teachers. It was it was pretty big. like It was packed. And they were live streaming it to the rest of the school. So I, there might have been like 600 people live in the audience, plus they were live streaming it to everyone else in the school that, you know, was in the uh in the gym and i was there like guest speaker i walked in they had like the chair they had like guest speaker laminate on the back they had like this handwritten note and like a pen they gave me it was really nice it was really nice it wasn't a paid thing it was just a, an old teacher of mine actually reached out asked if i wanted to do it and i was like fuck yeah like i love educating and i love helping students up and coming people like get the motivation to try new things be curious you know try entrepreneurship you know just just have a dream, get after it sort of thing. I sort of love that sort of stuff. So anyway, long story short, um, had the had the talk yesterday and I, and I wanted to give a, a few sort of takeaways for those people that might be thinking about wanting to do public talks. Are probably sitting at home going, fuck, like I'd like to do that, but I'm too scared. I don't know how to start, those sorts of things. So I've put together a couple of things, Bergs, about some sort of eight or nine key tips that I've learned along the way to start being a public speaker. Number one, is start doing YouTube videos. So this is how I first started. I, you know, I hadn't done any content before. I hadn't gone in front of the camera. I was too scared. Get in front of a YouTube. Um, sorry, get in front of a camera and start doing YouTube videos. The reality is, no one gives a shit. No one's watching anyway. So just get in there and get in front and start doing YouTube videos. You'll start to learn how to talk. Number two is do a public speaking course. So I flew to the US early this year to do a three-day intensive course on speaking and put together my talk. That helped me massively. Number three, take every opportunity you can get, whether it's free, paid, small audience, large audience, it doesn't matter, just get out there, give it a crack. I started learning to do talking when I used to be a basketball referee coach. I used to train basketball referees. I used to get up on and, and do like workshops and stuff when I was younger. Number four, before you go up on stage is breathe. Know that being uncomfortable is a good thing. Know you are growing, even though you probably feel sick in the stomach, it's a good thing. You are leveling up. Number five, record 
everything. Record all your talks, watch them back, learn and iterate. I, I record all of my talks so I can go back and watch it and see where I can improve. And I also send it to my speaking coach, which is number six. So I have a speaking coach. She reviews all of my talks. She helps me out. She gives me just about stage presence, how I can improve my, my scripts, et cetera, et cetera. So getting a professional to help is always massive. Number seven, talk about something you have deep knowledge about. Because I know a, a fair bit about crypto, it makes it easy for me to go up and, and riff. You know, if I get stuck and I want to, you know, sort of get lost, I can come back to something I already know. If you're talking about stuff you don't really know, or it's new to you, that can be hard. And that for, that was for me yesterday. It was more of a motivational speech. Like I, I haven't never done that before, so it was a lot harder for me to go up and you know riff on that. Number eight is to create a speaking reel. So if you're new to events, showcase like two new events. So showcase all of those recordings. Get an editor to put it all together. Um, I've got a, a YouTube video with all of my reels, with all of my speaking spots. So like sending it to new events, they can see that you you know you know what you're doing and you've done events before. Number nine, just get after it. If you have a message you want to give to the world, speaking and public speaking is a great channel to do so. So just get out for it. Like just get after it, try, just do it, push, and you'll level up. It's a constant game of leveling up. And that's my nine tips for becoming a public speaker, Boogs. Mate, that's amazing. As you were running through that, um, I was thinking about my own public speaking experience and I was doing some heavy stuff and I was basically an IT nerd. And you got an IT nerd. This is like probably like uh, a decade ago, something like that. And you're putting me in front of this massive audience. I'm talking about this new technology. I'm very nervous. I got the nervous poops before the bloody thing. <laughs> it's like your stomach's turning like, oh shit. And when you talk in front of a big audience, I remember, I think when I was very early on, uh, about 700 people, and this was at a conference, and just that amount of people looking at you, and or you tell a joke and they laugh, and the voices <laughs> just boom at you like, holy shit, <laughs> it is crazy. But you're so spot on where, talk about knowledge areas, things that you've experienced where you could just riff off the top of your dome if you get stuck. That was a key thing. I always used to look at my boss and she would just walk up and she would just tell stories, and it was phenomenal. And really, I was like nerdy. I had a PowerPoint and I was going through certain things and I was guiding people down a path and it was very structured. But really, I was trying to put too much information into people's heads. You need to just cut that away. Like presentations suffer from too much info. Have one central idea, tell stories around it and people will never remember what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. Mm. Like, did they feel comfortable? And maybe they'll remember that thing. And you're spot on. You just need to get out there, take every opportunity. You're going to feel nervous. You're going to suck until you don't. And for me, that took years to get to that point, probably doing a pres couple of presentations a month, maybe even more if you include like internal ones. But you eventually reach a point where you're just like, I've done this so many times. I'm talking about a central thing. I know how to do this. And your head just builds these kind of capabilities and mental models and sentences to say and how to engage with people. And you start to know what people like. And I really like that you've gone for, you know, professional speaking courses, but then having active feedback. So mm -hmm. recording it and then giving it to a coach and the coach can say, you're doing this, this and this, and you can look at it and then you can go, oh, I'm doing that. This is exactly what, um, you know, T said about this, where when we're doing our MBA, we had a course called Launch and it was like a free course you could do. And it was about kind of um, leadership and personal mastery. They put like bands on you and like halter monitors to measure like your sweat and how much your heart was beating. And they'd like record you when you were in the classroom, when you're giving a presentation and people would give you feedback and you'd be able to view it and have feedback on yourself. So you'd know when you had 
verbal tics or you said things people didn't do or you made like a facial thing so even though you're saying something awesome it makes it seem like you don't know what you're talking about or you're in pain <laughs> and that's what you're conveying and i think that would just be is, is that one of the most valuable things like getting that feedback from the coach 100 percent, yeah uh and even just watching it's very uncomfortable to watch yourself back live like it's very uncomfortable um but it's it's <laughs> it's it's needed so i listen back to the pod and i'm like what do i do and one thing i still haven't got a hold of is my voice when I go up and certain sentences when I talk like that. I don't think I've done that a lot in this episode because it's just you and I short, sharp. Like I'm talking to you. Yeah. So I'm going to listen back to these, like these episodes we've broken up and see how I've done. Okay. So this is my new test thing. Yeah. And a couple of things when you were talking, this is hilarious. You know who you are? You're Kanye West <laughs> because they got the dropout keeping kids in the school. Yeah. How good is that, mate? How good is that? That's exactly what he did. And I'm going to give you a plug, mate. You are on a speaking website on Saxton Speakers. You can go to this website, Google Saxton Ben Simpson, S-A-X-T-O-N. He's got his little head on there. He's got his talking points. He's like a real professional speaker. You've spoken at some big events. You've spoken at Monash. You've spoken at a lot of conferences. And your talks are actually really good. Like when I saw your one in Perth, I'm just like, oh yeah, Ben's going to get up there. It'll be fine. And he was just like, a switch went off. He's like, bang. He's like professional speaker doing a fucking TED talk. And it was incredible. You were miles ahead of everyone else. You went first. And the level you were at, everyone else was just like right down the bottle, bottom. Um, uh, I'm not a speaker. I kind of want to talk about this. Like they're talking to someone at the pub and they haven't rehearsed. You were just miles ahead. And I was blown away going, holy shit. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm with that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Like it was, <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, it was really impressive, man. And even since then, that was months and months ago. You would have leveled up heaps since then. Thanks, man. One of the biggest things I took away from my speaking course is it's not about what you say. People don't remember the words you say. They don't remember the tips you give, but they remember how you make them feel. And if you can leave them with a feeling around the topic that you're trying to convey, then you've done your job. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. They get too data heavy. They get up their PowerPoint. They have like 40 points all in like Times New Roman text and you just want to shoot yourself. And no one gives a fuck. You just want to leave them with a feeling to go make an action or do something that you want them to do. 100%. Can can we just clarify, for people out there, death by PowerPoint, (laughs) get out of here, right? (laughs) No one cares about your fucking PowerPoint. I've heard people say, oh, you only have six slides and you cram everything on there. No, you can have a thousand slides. It does not matter. You need to understand you are the presentation. You are always the presentation. If you've got a big PowerPoint that's white and black up behind you, that's the biggest contrasty thing in the room. That's what humans are going to look towards. Yeah. No, make that shit a black background or like a really dull background and have one or two words on there or yes. a diagram. Yeah. You are the presentation and that just helps to explain complex things. Like in the previous thing that I did, I had a Mars model. So I just put the model up there. That's it. It just sits up there and then I explain the model. I don't need to put everything I'm talking about. No, people need to listen to me. Yeah. They can play it back. They can take their own notes. You are the presentation. Throw your PowerPoint in the bin. 90% of the time, you don't even need one. It's like a crutch that people lean on in case they forget stuff. Yeah. No, don't do that. Be good enough where you just have a few central things you talk about. And even in your presentation, you could pause for 10 seconds. That's okay. Gather your thoughts. Just get back to it. No one cares. No one remembers. Yeah. Just be comfortable. 100%, mate. Right, that is that ticked off. Now, uh, just quickly, I've bought a- You've got a ring, mate. You've got a ring. I bought a ring. I put a ring on it. Uh, You're such a tech bro. So Ben Ben thinks he's not a tech bro, okay? <laughs> he is the quintessential tech bro. He's like, 
Is there an app for that? Can I try this? Can I sleep for three minutes, then meditate for four <laughs> minutes and squeeze out a little bit more performance? So what is your latest thing? What have you got? So mate? This is a sleep tracker. Uh, so this thing, Berg, so you get the app and it's got sensors on the ring and you sleep with it and it basically tracks your sleep performance. So it will track things like your total sleep, your sleep efficiency, your restfulness, how much REM sleep you get, your deep sleep, the latency and the timing. And then it gives you like, you know, your sleep score, which then relays into your readiness. So right- Okay, here we go, here we go. Hang on, hang on. Look at this. This product is made for someone like Ben. Look at the position, your sleep performance, your score, your readiness. Like how are you performing your, as an elite sleep, tech bro athlete? Your sleep efficiency. Like how good? Oh my God. These guys have positioned this perfectly. You're like, yeah, I want to get a higher score. Yeah, I want to be elite. How good is my sleep? Not like, did you sleep good? Fix these areas. What is your efficiency, Ben? What is your score? How effective are you at sleep? <laughs> it's so good, man. Then you can like, you can like check the chart. You can see like, you know, your ups and downs of the night, like your, your sleep volatility, your oxygen saturation. Then you can go into like- Volatility? You, How volatile is your sleep? <laughs> then you can like add tags on the chart so you can sort of like go back and review like what you did before bed, like what you ate. Then you can find out like the common denominators. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so I want to do two things here. I want to go into what are the actionable insights and then what is the business model for this product? So what insights have you taken away from this so far for you to get better sleep? Okay, so number one, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I only had six hours and 17 minutes sleep. I also used- Would my- you have known that without the ring? Would you have known or did you sleep? You got you were in bed for eight hours, but only six of it was sleep. N- no, I didn't know that. Like I was re- I was restful last night. Like I was on my phone too much before bed. So like, you know, my restfulness was up. I didn't get much. I only had 17% REM sleep. Like I need to get that up. You need to get like a healthy adult is like 1.5 hours and I got like one hour. So I, to, I was a bit like drained this morning. So I need to get that shit up. Uh, and then I want to get to bed earlier. Like I, I need- more sleep than six hours, I'm pretty sure. I already knew that, but this just confirmed it that I'm just just not enough. All right. So what what changes are you gonna make? Get to bed early. Get, to get bed off early. the screens. Yeah, I need to put the I need to put the screen away before um I go to bed. And does it give you these kind of tips as well, or you have to get those insights yourself? No, you have to get that so I mean you can you can look and see how you can improve your sleep. Um uh but yeah, that's just pretty much yeah, pretty much for me there. And then you've also got a readiness score. So this shows how ready you are for the day. It guides you to strike a balance between activity and rest. So like based on your insights of your sleep, if you've had a restless night, you're not sleeping well, it'll give you a lower readiness test uh, score. So you know not to like go hard. But I'm like, and it gives you things like body temperature, your recovery index, you know, your resting heart rate, things like that. I'm just fucking optimal, mate. Apart from my sleep, I need to pay attention, but I am up and about, right? My efficiency is off the charts. Self-rated five stars. Okay, what's so they're using the right language. They've definitely got you hooked. I'm keen to see how sticky this is if you use it for multiple months Mm. or if you just kind of sort your sleep out and that's it. What is the business model around this? So how much do they charge you up front and is there a subscription attached to it? Okay, so the Aura Ring, I think, is somewhere around $500, I think, maybe. Um, just for the the ring itself. Just for the ring. Fucking hell. Let me just. 
Let me just. That's a bit up there, mate. Uh, yeah, three hundred forty-nine USD. So, okay, so they're competing with like a smartwatch or a Fitbit or something like that. Yes, correct. Yeah, or an Apple Watch. Hang on, you're wearing that during the day. Do you wear it during the day as well? Yes, it also tracks things like um, your your activity, so you know, how many calories you've burnt, um, your total burn, your walking equivalent to how many steps you've done, how many days, how many times active, your training of, of frequency, training volume. So it's like a Fitbit meets Apple Watch without the the time meets sleep tracker. Does it does it have any features? Does it vibrate or does it have a screen on it or anything? No, that's just connected to the mobile app. That's pretty good then. So it doesn't distract you. No. And so you pay your, your roughly 500 Australian up front. You get the ring. Do you have to pay for the app as well? No, app's free, but there's a $6 a month membership. You get one month complimentary membership. It's a sick model. These guys must be worth shitloads. Um, cost up front and then the recurring model. And six bucks, like you're never going to cancel. You can't, you can't use it without the membership, so... It's a great model. That's really interesting where you have to make the upfront purchase. They've positioned it roughly where a Fitbit or something would be, uh, not quite an Apple Watch level. So you're in between, great. And $6 a month, that's cheaper than any subscription service I have. That's right. If it was $19 a month or $25, I'd be like, fuck off. Like I've just paid $600 for like a ring and now you want me to pay $25. But at $7, I'm like, whatever. And you've got the sunk cost of already buying the ring. Correct. So that $6 seems like nothing. Correct. Great model. Oof, we'll, masterful. We'll masterful. We'll play it. Love, love it. So I'll keep you posted right, next I'll, week, I'll, mate, on the sleep. Keen to see how you go. All right. So let's catch up on my goals and then we'll talk how they're tracking and taking time off over Christmas, what we're doing to reset. So my goals of dunking a basketball ring, mate, oof, tough. So <laughs> after my meal of the week, which we'll see in a second, I decided on the way back, I'm going to stop by... A basketball court, I'm going to try and dunk a ring. And, mate, fuck. Mate. It was abysmal. So, I'm probably... I'm a good I'm a good couple of inches away from touching the ring. So, I have to increase my vertical by about eight inches. Hold up. So, you uh, tried to dunk a basketball, but you can't even touch the ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wish yeah, I was there. It, Can you record this, I was just, please? No, I can't. This is like just jumping up with my hand, trying to touch the ring. It just looks like this fattest guy trying to do something dumb from his youth. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> please record like, it. Man, please record it. And I've it. got it recorded, but I'm not showing sure oh, anyone. It's fucking ridiculous. You have to show me that. It, it looks so bad. <laughs> I'm just like, no. Oh, my God. It looks like... Oh, it looks like every fail video you've ever seen. No, no. And it's like it it, just... You're absolute like, you know unathletic tech bro that you know is trying to like achieve this athletic thing that's got no hope in hell but has all of the like motivation behind him to make it happen that's brilliant oh it's it's so good it's so good so for context i've only started working out again this week i've been pretty crook for the last month and i'm probably at my worst so this is at my worst i'm two inches away from the ring so i'm going to increase my vertical by about 35 centimeters something like that (laughs) Which only, I reckon if I dr- only 35 <laughs> listeners, only 35 centimeters. It's essentially doubling it, right? <laughs> and I'm going to do it. Even if I don't reach it by Feb, I'm still going to keep going. I'm going to achieve this. This is going to happen. I haven't worked on my jump style, anything like that. Flexibility. There's a lot of improvement to do here. We're, we're starting at zero here and I'm still very hopeful. So this is a business. Yeah, I tell you what, if I do actually dunk a ring or get very close to it, I'll release that initial video. <laughs> yes. Because it is disgusting. It is filthy. <laughs> It made me ashamed. And I was like, what have you done to your life, you fat prick? So <laughs> it was disgusting. All right. 
So that's it. that's the update on my goal. I'm still going through it. Crypto J reckons he's going to go for it as well. So he's an absolute legend. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Now, last week I said the thing I was going to do for myself was book in a float tank and restore and a massage. So I wasn't able to get a booking, but I've got one coming next week, which is going to be amazing. And the thing I'm going to do for myself this week is I've wanted to do this for so long, and I believe you've done this, Ben. Is in WA, we've got a shipwreck just off the coast uh, in Coogee and you can go snorkeling there. And it's only about 20 meters off the coast. It's like a sunken ship and it's just full of fish and amazing stuff. Everyone raves about it. I just want to, I haven't been to the beach this year. I just want to go and throw myself in the ocean, toddle around and just have a good time. Have you done this one? Did you do it a while ago? I have done that a little while ago. Uh, I got sunburn as all hell, so just be careful. Um, and I'm not a good swimmer, so I was like a drowning jellyfish um, off the coast of Perth. <laughs> oh, I'm actually a really good swimmer, so there you go. Oh, yeah. That's like, even only two years ago, the missus, we went away and she's like, wow, you can actually swim. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're a tech bro, yeah. man. Tech bros can't swim. Oh, I can, I can swim really well. Obviously, my endurance is poor, but I'm never going to drown. I'm pretty much drown-proof. Oh, man, i got to tell you a story. Speaking of drown-proof. So, okay, ages ago, we went um, up to this place called Lancelot. It's like an hour and a half away from Perth. And it was just a trip with the boys. And, mate, we were just sinking beers on the way down. This was, being, this was in my 20s. This was a while ago. And we were getting MC hammered. I would have had eight beers on the trip up in an hour and a half. <laughs> so we get to the house. We call the person. And they're not there. We're like, fuck, what do we do? Like, oh, I know, let's go to the beach. So there's five of us. We all get in the get in the water and we just start swimming. And we're like, oh, there's an island over there. Let's fucking go. Let's swim across to the island. So we're pissed as, and we all swim across to the island, right? It's not a good idea. So we swim like 30 meters out. The guy that was driving, he's sober. He just swims back. And he is actually the best swimmer out of all of us. He was champion boy at school for swimming. We start swimming out and there's boats fucking coming across the channel. We're missing all these boats. We're not in swim gear, we're wearing shirts and everything. And we're just swimming across. We make it, it's about 800 meters or something like that to this island. So we swim out there, get on the island. We're like, yeah, we made it. Get on there. Like, yeah, we're just full of beers. We're just like, oh, this is awesome. Get out there. And we walk up the island and it's hot and we are dehydrated. And I'm like, man, I am fucked. You reckon one of these boats can take us back? We start walking on the island. It's like, do not walk here. Snakes and unexploded bombs. <laughs> oh, and we're like, holy oh shit. <laughs> this is where we got right to the top. Like, so you walk up this and you go up on this cliff thing. We're like, fuck, we're going to fucking die. <laughs> like there's unexploded bombs on the island. Everyone's just looking at us in their boats. And I'm like, oh man, we got to go back. I feel like shit. So literally we're like swimming, man. And like, we're like halfway and I'm like, Oh, I'm so fucked. And like, literally there's like, there could be sharks and everything. We don't know where the bottom of this place oh is. There's goodness. boats coming through. The water's choppy. We're swimming against the current. And I'm, my mouth is just like so dry. And like, oh fuck. And I had to tread water for so long, but we made it back. And it was just, it was one of the dumbest yet most <laughs> awesome things I've ever done. Don't swim pissed anyone. So we weren't like, we weren't going underwater or anything like that. We're always just going on top of the water and... But and so we swam in a group, but don't swim drunk. But my God, what an adventure! Oh, mate, <laughs> unexploded bomb. So yes, I could swim, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm drown proof. So there you go. Right. So the thing for myself, I'm going to go snorkeling. Good man. Um, what are we up to, what? mate? Meal of the week. Of the Should week. we get into that? Get into it. All right, so we'll do your meal of the week first, and this looks pretty good, man. What have we got here? So this was a couple of weeks ago. This was out in Sydney. 
uh, when I was uh, before EO. And um, I sat down here, steakhouse, had a 400 gram porterhouse for lunch, surf and turf, so had a couple of banging prawns on top uh, with some mashed potato, little bit of, uh, I think it was like, a, I don't even know what sauce it was, I don't even have sauce for my steak, banging steak, medium, with an iced coffee, looking over the water down the harbour. Oh my goodness, this was um, sensational. Sydney does do a banging meal with a great view. Uh, so shout out to everyone in Sydney, uh, this listeners, I, you know, Sydney, I, I, don't, I don't go there often, but when I do, it's fucking nice. So Bergs, this was, um, I actually feel like now looking at it, I'm like, this is, this is probably like a 9.5. I love a good surf and turf, mate. Mate, that looks incredible. Where yeah. was this? Was this uh, on the rocks? Down like in Pier- or something? Down in Piermont. Um, down ah. in Piermont. So yeah, it's it it beautiful, man. Top, top stuff. Oh, mate, that's amazing. Oh, what sauce was that? I don't know. Uh, I don't usually have sauce with Bearnaise my... or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't usually have sauce with my, um, with my steaks. I didn't have it. Therefore, amazing. What do you got for me? Brilliant. All right. Another Luxor, mate. Oh. Love it. This was actually yesterday. And so for all the listeners out there, this is what I ate and I had in my stomach before I tried to dunk that basketball ring. (laughs) (laughs) This is a huge bowl of seafood laksa, Singaporean seafood laksa. You got the prawns, the chicken, the fish balls, the tofu, and you can see just so spicy. You got the egg noodles, the rice noodles, and it's just split on the top. It is just incredible. You see the oil on there. Mate, this is like a 9.5 out of 10. It is so good. It just hit the spot. It was delicious. It was huge. And I've got this big thing sloshing around in my stomach, <laughs> trying to jump like a fat bastard. I've still got a cold. You can hear me coughing and sniffing on the bloody episode. Sorry to everyone. But mate, this was incredible. It was like 10 bucks. I'll eat this all day, every day. Singaporean hawker food, Malaysian hawker food, amazing. Eat it all day, every day. Delicious. Love it. Beautiful, man. Get amongst it. But I recommend don't try and do any physical activity <laughs> afterwards. Right. All right, mate. You got a meme for us? Mate, do I have a meme for you? All right, let's go. Let's go. I got a couple this week. It's never really meme of the week. It's like multiple memes of the week. Yeah, you, t- you, you take above and beyond. So this one, this is Lindsay Lohan and it's got four pictures <laughs> in a grid of her. And it's like shopping wheels on a cart be like, and she's like, normal, normal, normal. And the bottom right wheel, she just looks busted up, man. It is so good. It's like she got a photo of her half. One of her eyes is half stuck. The other one's half open. She looks like she's had a big night. And mate, every time you go to the shops and you have that bloody trolley and the wheel is just wonky it's, it's on the bloody like, right. It's yes. always the right wheel. <laughs> so good. I love these memes. And I just love the ones of her. There's there's some seriously bad ones of her where she's really busted up. You're, like, You're having a big night, lass. Honestly. So there you go, Lindsay Lohan. Let's go to the next one. This is you, Ben. My whole day described. And it is uh, Michael from The Office. He's like looking up like, I'm okay. And then he just looks down. He's like, I'm not okay. He's <laughs> like every single day. This is working in startups, working in crypto. This is probably just life after COVID, dealing with a bunch of bullshit, being on lockdowns. The whole economy, people losing their jobs. This is just life. Man, I, no uh, one's okay. I uh, was speaking to a crypto founder the other day. Recently sold his company five years ago for hundred mil. Pretty sure he's probably close to a billionaire. And he's like, mate, like three days ago it was all over. Life was over. Business was down and out. Everything was fucked. Like, you know, couldn't get any worse. Three days yep. later, everything's great. We're going to the moon. You know, next day 
everything's shit again. Like, it doesn't matter where you are in crypto startup land. Life is always literally this meme. <laughs> All the emotions always. And we go through the same things. It's like two days are fantastic. Then this thing hits. Oh my God, we're done. <laughs> oh, actually, we got out of that and this other thing happened. <laughs> it is crazy. And like what you said a couple episodes ago, it is never as bad as you think. Yeah. And for everyone out there, it is okay to not be okay. That is normal. You don't always have to say, I'm okay, I'm fine. Like you and I, we talk to each other and we're like, man, I'm not okay. This thing happened and it really sucks. When we go to EO, that's exactly what we say to each other. Yeah. Like, it's, I had this health scale, this is going into business or my partner's doing this. Yeah. Mate, next time we need to do an EO episode. That's going to be fantastic. Love to. But I digress. Let's get to the next meme. There's a guy drawing things in the sand and it says, my brain recording my good memories and the ocean's just washing over the sand. And under that, he's got a stonemason carving it into stone. So it'll last a million years saying, my brain recording my cringe memories. So true. Why does this happen? So Why? True. Why? The- and especially late at night, your brain will be like, are oh, you trying to go to sleep? Hey, remember that cringe thing <laughs> you did during the week? Why can't you remember the good things I did? Why can't you remember when I crushed it, when I released something or I got customers or fucking I did this amazing speech? No, you don't remember that. You remember the thing where I fucked up and you make me think about it and think about it and think about it. Fuck you. And I think the the reason for that is more like our stupid ancestral brains from back in the day. It's always to look out for, you know, risk. Am I going to die? Is this a lion? Am I going to get attacked? How do I survive? And we are so comfortable and secure that this is now, how do I survive? Oh, you did that bad thing once. So dumb. So dumb. You need to work on cognitive reframing. All right. And last meme of the week. Oh, fucking four. Sarah Connor is back. She's amazing. She's clutching a fence. And this is like a multi 10 level meme. This is level 10. She's clutching the fence in the scene where she's having a dream and she's looking out over a playground. There's children playing right before Skynet sets off the nukes and the flames just come towards them and they all just get disintegrated. And it says, everyone just living without a care, knowing that one day Jennifer Lawrence will break barriers and become the first female lead in a film. (laughs) Oh my God. So if you missed it during the week, Jennifer Lawrence did a big shout out to say, I was the first, someone took a chance on me. I was the first strong female lead in an action film. And it's like, hold on a minute what about sarah connor in terminator 2 what about uma thurman in like the kill bill series or mila Djokovic in you know the resident evil and all the other stuff that she's done or um charlize theron there's so many strong and even going back years and years before that into the 60s like strong female leads in action films like how dare you say that and then they use sarah connor who was a strong female lead and they used the scene about everyone going on about their life just before the nukes come this is like oh if you are in the game of memes and pop culture references you will appreciate the hell out of this this particular one was definitely my meme of the week great work uh do we have anything else on this episode mate i think uh i think that's it we'll wrap it up there we've got we've got a lot of topics it's been oh hold on no no we do have one more thing what are we doing over the Christmas break to reset? You and I are both going to take some leave. We are. What have you planned? Because we are exhausted. We are knackered. And I'm sure a lot of you are out there as well. It's been a massive year for everyone, no matter what you do, what industry you're in, what's happening in your personal life. Everyone I talk to is tired. Yeah, everyone's cooked. Uh, I am 
just doing the normal family stuff. I'm going to try and take uh, a couple of weeks off in January and go camping. Uh, and I was going to go to South America, but that like, that's actually been cancelled. I haven't told you that. We've, we've pulled the pin. Cause South really? America, South America is like a shit show right now. I've got um, something else for you to do. Um, yeah, so I'm ta- I'm saying some time off. We're both are because this week, this year has been yeah. absolutely nuts. I'm still going to make you take that time off and I've got something else for you to do. Right. I, w- I want you to, yeah, I want you to go exploring and I want you to go to a different country. You've talked about living in different countries and I want you to hit a couple of them and see what they're like for a few weeks. Just experience it. You can still work a little bit if you want, but see what that true digital nomad is like, but take some leave as well. So we'll talk about that. We'll work on it. And for me, I'm taking a couple of weeks off. I am going to just relax and exercise. That's my big thing. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to do just lots of physical activity as much as I can, get a lot of sunshine, cook a lot of food. I can't wait for that. And truly just do basic human things, get together with the family, have a lot of Christmas food, good times, a lot of Christmas cheer. I'm relatively going to stay off the booze as well. And it's more of like restoration for me and just resetting my expectations, my dopamine, getting some good sleeps in. I'm really Mm. looking forward to that. Now, the big question for you, Ben, are you going to have mutton bird for Christmas? Oh, I definitely am. We're going to Smithton. Oh, Oh, actually, that might be tomorrow. I've got my family Christmas tomorrow, time of recording. So next week on next week's episode, I might be able to share my mutton experience. Take take some. So, do you actually go out and catch them, or nah, like my, my pop does? My pop does. So oh, I, I, I don't know if we have them tomorrow, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 it'll be my meal of the week if we do. You got to explain the whole process, like how you actually go, you do it, and then how you prepare them and what it actually looks like. This is this is honestly, I've got two things on my bucket list. One I can't say on the pod because <laughs> it's too rude, <laughs> and another one is it's. <laughs> I, I might say it next week. I might find an eloquent way to say it. It, it involves a boat in the ocean. Uh, and then, and and my mates can stand around and they can watch me, so it's not that rude. But and the other one is to have mutton bird. Ever since I saw it on like a documentary on like Tasmania and what they do, I was like, oh, I gotta try that. Like the the locals were just you'd cooking love, it up and just you'd love delicious. It, you'd love it so oh. so good. I the best mutton I had was I, when I was in year two. I went to India and I still remember the mutton curry that I had like proper oh, mutton yeah. where aged sheep and just falls apart and yeah. it was just fatty and it was delicious and I was like six or seven years old and I still remember that. Okay, I'll look back. Hopefully I get some tomorrow. Bergs. All right. Amazing. Fantastic as always. That's a great wrap on our first week of doing some smaller episodes. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us at babybackberg and at Ben Simpson AU on Twitter. Please leave us a review. If you think anyone else would love to hear about any of the crap we just spoke about, please forward on to them. And we will see you again next week. We do have a special episode coming out soon. You may already listen to it or it might be coming out with the guys at the Ape and Bird Show. We have a collaboration coming out, so be on the lookout for that. And Bergs, I'll see you next week. I can't wait for that, man. It's going to be awesome. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys.